Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to answer some of your questions about travel in general and Disney specific. I'm joined via the internet by client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. And agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Thanks for being here. Um, So what we did was we put out a call and said, send us your questions. We want to know what your questions are, and we'll try to get to as many as we can. If we don't get to your question that you sent in, don't be put off or insulted. We just got a lot of questions, and we're going to do the best we can to get through what we have. So I'm going to get started. I'm going to read the first one. The first one is, did you bring on all of the agents you were planning last year? Will you be adding more this year or next year? So the answer to your first question is no, we did not. We had big, big plans last year. (laughs) Then a pesky little thing called COVID came around. Um, We actually got through our first group of new agents and COVID started to hit. And so what we did was we just trained them and let them get um, their feet wet. But we stopped bringing on anybody new. Um, It's just, you know, unfortunate. It's just what happened. You know, was the best we can do. Um, we are not the type of company that just brings on agent after agent after agent. There's not thousands of us here at Dreams Unlimited Travel. We try to make sure we have enough agents, a proper amount of agents to do the work that's required um, that for the amount of leads that come in and the, um, the work that needs to be done. So that's the way we do business. That's the way we like to work. And yes, as far as next year goes, we'll absolutely positively be bringing on more agents as long as the demand calls for it. We had plans to bring on a lot more this year. So hopefully we'll be able to get back to normal and we'll be doing what we need to do and the demand for agents will be higher. Remember when that COVID thing, we thought, oh, four to six weeks, you know, four to six weeks and we'll get back to normal. (laughs) And then we brought the new agents on and we said, listen, you know, be prepared. You're going to be so busy. We're so busy. Everyone's going crazy. It's really busy. And it's like crickets. (laughs) What is going on here? But they've been really good about it. Um, In general, when you're a travel agent, it takes a great deal of time for you to start Mm -hmm. to make money. You have to wait until your clients actually travel before the place they're traveling to, in this case, Walt Disney World, actually pays us commission. So that's when you get paid is when your client finishes travel. So we explained all that to them. Unfortunately, it took a lot longer than we thought for them to start seeing any money. But I will say this, the group we brought on is really good. They've all stuck with us. Yeah, that was the amazing thing, wasn't it? Because they were brought on in such a horrible, like everything just came to a screeching halt before they were even fully trained. And then it was just, I mean, there wasn't even, there was, nobody was traveling for so long. So the fact that they stuck it out with us, I think says a lot about the group that we brought on this last time. I also think too, um, what was interesting was while new bookings and new reservations had slowed so much, agents were really busy. Yeah, Agents were uh, helping clients cancel reservations, rebooking reservations, cruises were canceling left and right. And we're moving people out to new cruises and future cruise credits and all of the stuff involved in that. So it wasn't even like we could say to them, okay, listen, we'll, you know, we'll do some stuff with you and we'll let an agent sort of help you along the way. It was like agents were so crazy busy. Yeah. Like the busiest we'd ever been. That was the crazy part. You know, it was much busier taking adventures apart. Yes. (laughs) Helping people book adventures by Disney taking them apartment, learning a whole new set of policies, terms, logistics. And policies, terms, and logistics that change by the day. Right. Oh, well, that was true this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's also also hard to teach new people when Disney's, you know, procedures changed. Or when they're they're learning as they go. So it wasn't like, you know, there was this sort of book we could go to. That book got rewritten by the hour. 
Absolutely true. So I guess my, the best thing I can tell you is if you have um, put in an application, we still have it. It's still on our system. When we go to look for the next batch of agents, we will be going back through those applications and picking the next round of agents again. So just be patient with us. It is the nature of the beast at the moment. All right, moving on to our second question. What is the best Adventures by Disney vacation or trip to do for the first time? The ones you book through, Kevin. (laughs) There you go. I have an idea. Um, I would give two answers. Yeah. My, if you're a Disney fanatic, and chances are if you found Dreams Unlimited Travel, you've looked for some sort of Disney travel, I would tell you the backstage magic. It is one of the lower price trips, and it shows Disney fans things they can never, ever see on their own. That would be my answer. And then if you were just asking me regularly, I would tell you the Italy trip. We took the trip in 2006, and it truly changed the way John and I traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave us a new place to lust after to return, and that's Italy. You do go to Rome, uh, Tuscany, and Venice. So I would say that is, those are my two favorites. But I've been on many and. They're all wonderful. Tracy, different opinion? Actually, surprisingly enough, I agree with Kevin. Wow. So I keep looking out the window to make sure there's no lightning bolts coming. <laughs> COVID has mellowed you. It's a good thing there's a border between yeah, us. This is mellow COVID <laughs> lockdown, Tracy. <laughs> uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> the only thing I would add is there's some places that I would love to go, but I'd be a little bit more uncomfortable venturing out on my own like for some reason I don't know others would probably say it would be no big deal but I would think I would love to do um like China or something like that with you know under the protective umbrella of Adventures by Disney so I think that's the only thing I would add if there was somewhere you always wanted to go but you were nervous like you know one of the South African adventures you know doing something like that um where you wanted the the Disney bubble or a little bit extra comfort I think that would be a good one as well. But I, th- I agree with Kevin on the two that he, those were my first ones, Backstage Magic. And then my first time to Europe was with, um, on the Italy Adventure. Yeah. On that one we did together as a group? Yeah, where we almost died. Yeah. On the way to the prison on the hill. Fond memories. That's one of my best travel memories. I agree. In hindsight. <laughs> Yeah. While it was happening, it was a little terrifying. We were still laughing like fools, though. Um, I agree with both you guys. You know, that's I guess that's going to be the theme of the show today. We're going to be in agreement. Uh, well, I guess that changes. That was only question two. Don't, <laughs> Don't push your luck. <laughs> um, Backstage Magic is awesome if you just want to know what Adventures by Disney is like. Because, first of all, it's one of the cheapest you can do. So it's not as big of a financial commitment as the others, but it's also sort of centered around what you love, which is Disney. And you get to see and do things you never would get to see and do on your own. A lot of people say, I've looked at these trips and I can go to those places on my own. Well, I guarantee you for Backstage Magic, you are going to do and see things you cannot do on your own. But a Muppets fan, you get to go to Muppets Studio. Which was originally Charlie Chaplin's studio where his films were made. And then, for those of you old enough to remember, it was A&M Records where they recorded We Are We Are the World. World. Yeah, We Are the World. So there's a great deal of history. I kind of went fuzzy for a minute. Um, There's a great deal of history there. And that's someplace you can't go on your own. Look at that, Kevin. We finished each other's sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Sandwiches. Um. It tells the story, ABD tell a story, and this tells the story of Walt's arrival in Hollywood through his opening Disneyland. Correct. And then going back to Tracy's point, if there's a place you've always wanted to go, I really think Adventures by Disney is the right way to put your toe in the water on those as well. Um, First of all, most of these trips go to... I'm going to say it again. All of these trips go to multiple places. 
So, you know, you may say to yourself, yeah, I'd like to go to Italy. Well, you might only be able to get to Rome or get to Venice, where these trips go to multiple places and you get to see a lot and do a lot. And again, the Disney name opens a lot of doors. You do things on these trips that, you know, most people wouldn't get to do because they've arranged for these special experiences and a lot of front of the line access, which is really cool. Nothing better than... I'm sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. I to say nothing better than walking to the front of the line at the Vatican when it's, you know, goes around three blocks and there's this giant line of people waiting to get in and you just go to the front with your guide. Um, One of the questions I get often is, are these trips good for single guests? And my answer is that, well, pretty much all travel providers have a single supplement and ABD does as well. You're traveling with a group of people who becomes very cohesive, usually within within the first day or two. So while you may be a single traveler, you're never traveling alone. While a lot of the stuff is done as a group, group dining, group visits, bus rides, there's some times that's where you're on your own. And the folks that travel with us who travel as single travelers find that they love the fact that they can either join a group or have their time on their own. As a matter of fact, we have a group of single travelers who have made their own group and they travel together. So it's, it's a wonderful trip. If you think you want to venture out on your own, you'll always be surrounded by people. You become a family pretty quickly. And I know people look at me and they roll their eyes and I have justified that I still get Christmas cards from the people we traveled with in 2006. No one has the same experience other than the people who are on your trip with you. So it becomes cohesive pretty quickly. I agree. Correct. All right. Enough agreeing. I'm going to have to start being more controversial so you two don't agree with me. All right. Our next question. Why does Dreams Unlimited Travel not sell tickets only? As a DVC member, I would like to give you my ticket business. Okay, so here's the deal. We do sell tickets only. We absolutely do it. Um, A quick explanation, we used to have a ticket store on our website where you can go and pick out the tickets you want and buy them directly. But with the new date-based ticket pricing, it became a little too complicated for us to maintain and do that. So if you want a ticket only through Dreams Unlimited Travel, go to our regular quote form under Walt Disney World, request a quote, no obligation quote. Um, Don't select a resort, select your tickets. And then in the notes section, you can just say, I only want the tickets. And an agent will help you get those tickets and and get you through the process. A couple of things I want to add to that. We cannot sell annual passes. Just not something we're able to do as a travel agency. And as of right now, as of us recording this show, we are only selling three-day tickets and longer. Full disclosure, Disney does not pay us commission on one- and two-day tickets. So it doesn't make any sense for an agent to do the work and not receive any compensation for it. But absolutely, go to our website, go to our form. Don't pick a resort when it says resort option. Pick the tickets you want. In the notes, say, I only want tickets, and an agent will help you with that. Any advice for people on tickets, Tracy? The more, the better. (laughs) (laughs) No, just with the date, the dated tickets, it gets a little hairy. So, you know, when you're working with your agent, you don't want to just let them know, I want three-day tickets or four-day tickets. We need to know how you plan on using those tickets. So that'll be a conversation just to make sure that we're getting you the right ticket and you're not, you know, ended up it's expiring before you're going to use it all. Um, it's tickets certainly got more complicated. Um, we can add park hopping to tickets again. So that's good to know. Um, park hopping is working a little different right now. Uh, so you make your park reservation for the first park. And then after that, on the day of, you then hop to your second park and third, I guess, if you want. But that starts at 2 o'clock each day. So we can add park hopping. We're getting word that there's a water park opening soon. I think Blizzard Beach is going to be opening soon. 
So I'm not sure what they're going to do with the tickets on that as well. If we can start to do um, park hopping plus or whatever they're going to call it when they come back. Um, but yeah, we can, as Joan said, three days and higher and uh, we can have, we will need the, you know, the details tickets have to be paid for when we order them. They are non-refundable. Um, so keep that in mind as well. Yep. So our forums will ask you what the dates are of your travel. So that'll help narrow down, you know, making sure we get you the right tickets for the right dates. But, you know, as Tracy said, tickets are due in full at the time we pr- you purchase them and non-refundable, um, which is why we always suggest booking a package through Dreams Unlimited Travel. But I get it. If you're a DVC member and you want to give us business, we will certainly take it. We are happy to help you with that um, and very happy that you've uh, decided to help us out and book your tickets through us. So thank you for that. All right. I'm going to move on to my next question. Can I book a holiday with Dreams Unlimited Travel when I live in Ireland? Oh, I read that wrong. <laughs> I wanted to go to Ireland. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're not reading the questions then, isn't it? Or, or not that I'm finally paying attention to them. So can we book people who live in Ireland? We yeah. can. Um, there's a couple things to know. Uh, when you book with us, we're a U.S.-based agency, so everything is in U.S. dollars. Um, there's special tickets for U.K. sometimes. Uh, you know, sometimes they have a 14-day or they used to have a 21-day ticket. Those are not, out, those are not available through uh, U.S.-based travel agencies or North American-based travel agencies. So sometimes there'll be a specific product. Sometimes for um, currency, I mentioned that. Uh, other cruise lines, that can be tough sometimes when we're booking like Royal Caribbean and Celebrity. It's not that we can't, but again, it's in U.S. dollars. And sometimes there'll be a promotion specific to your country or your area that we wouldn't have access to as a U.S. agency. Um, but those are just a couple things to work out. I say contact us. And uh, we have clients all over the world. I mean, so, you know, generally the answer is no, but just a couple of things to be aware of. Yeah, we have clients who live in Ireland at the moment. We do have clients all yeah. over the world, not a problem. You know, as long as you want to work with us under whatever it is we are um, obligated to do, it won't be an issue for you. Um, if you want to go to Ireland, we can help you there too. Absolutely. book you on a trip to Ireland Um, I'm trying to think if there's any place where we can't book clients from I don't think so I mean we've got clients all over the world Asia, Africa certainly Europe I've had a number of clients in Dubai you had a client from Dubai? several yeah Kevin had a client from Dakota yeah, Kevin had a client from North Dakota. So, you know, everywhere. <laughs> uh, have any of you booked a Canadian yet? No, they're too hard. <laughs> <laughs> they don't speak the same language. <laughs> it gets confusing with the language barrier and the, the money <laughs> issue. <laughs> I sent all the Canadian people to you <laughs> to book. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've run it through the translator and it won't give me the right words. She keeps asking me about loonies. <laughs> and they keep spelling check wrong. There <laughs> was a question, one of our questions. It's, it's at the end where someone wrote the word favorites. And they said, oh, there's a Canadian. <laughs> way they spelled it um yeah no we'd be happy to help you we help a lot of folks um again nice thing is that you know we don't have an agent in ireland but we do have an agent in the uk in england so um you know we can sort of get you to somebody who would be a little bit more understanding of your uh cultural and traveling needs i think is a good way to put it i joked about sending tracy the canadian clients but that makes sense right because coming from Canada, especially right now during COVID, there are things that you have to know, and they we want to make sure they know, and it's important for them to get somebody who understands all that. And there's a lot of gingers in Ireland, and I, I'm a ginger, 
And so, you know, I know your specific needs as a redheaded traveler, <laughs> you know, sunscreen and things like that. You know, that is one of the shows we have not done. <laughs> Traveling Walt There's Disney Island. Tracy loses her mind. <laughs> We've Traveling. done that Traveling as a dint ginger. <laughs> I'm going to be out that day. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next question. How can I book the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin through Dreams Unlimited Travel? Super easy. Go to our request form, our usual form. You'll see, actually right now, you'll only see the Walt Disney World Swan listed because I believe the Dolphin is not open yet. Correct, Tracy? Not. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it was confusing because they were and then they weren't and then one was and one wasn't. And anything I answered except for I don't know would just be me making it up. <laughs> making stuff up. That answer was so this morning. <laughs> um, yes, the Walt Disney World Swan is the only hotel at the moment taking reservations. So that'll be the only one you see on our list. I do want to point something out. I have top secret information. Are you listening? Um, something we've never really said before. Dreams Unlimited Travel has a really, really good relationship with the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. We've been doing business with them well before we started uh, selling Disney vacations through Disney. So good relationship. We know the folks. We've been working with them for years. And one of the things that we can do is uh, if you want a a room-only reservation at the Walt Disney World Swan or Dolphin, they have guaranteed us that our clients will get the lowest price. So there are codes out there for teachers and other folks. We will get the lowest available price, any discount out there. So one of the good things to know is if you get a Dreams agent, and that's a room-only reservation, again, a package, if you want all the amenities of a package, they go through Walt Disney Travel Company, and that's a different beast altogether. But Something to keep in mind is that your agent will get you the best price um, without having to be in one of the special affinity groups. I bet you didn't know that, Kevin. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right, here's our next question. I'm just going to let him fall where they land. <laughs> I didn't understand a word you said. Never mind. All right, our next question. This is a biggie. This should get interesting. Are you ready? We're visiting Hawaii for the first time in December and staying at Alani. We're staying for a week. How much time should we spend enjoying the resort versus exploring the island and seeing the sights? I'd like to have a relaxing vacation, but also want to do Hawaii. So let's talk more about like percentage of your vacation. Because while we all know the longer you can stay in Hawaii, the longer you can stay in Alani, the better. But she's got a week. She's got seven days. Tracy, what do you think? How many days at the resort? How many days island hopping, exploring? I think you need at least two days out exploring, if not three. Um, The way we do it is we break up our days. So we'll have, like if I had seven days, first of all, I wouldn't have seven days. Let's put that out there. <laughs> Minimum <laughs> 10 for me. But let's say it was my first time and I only had seven days. Um, so what I would do is a couple things. I would have at least one day where the whole day I'm gone and exploring the island. Um, but then we like doing it for half days. So, you know, we found that if we got up in the morning and went and explored and then got home, or back to the home, <laughs> got back to Alani just after lunch and would spend the day enjoying the resort after that. Um, or we would do it at the opposite where we'd enjoy the resort for the morning. And then in the afternoon, we'd go and explore the island. But to me, I think it's got to be at least three days, however you break it up. At least two, but it's, I don't know. I feel like three out of seven for sure has to be out exploring. Evan, what about you? Well, first of all, I think we should mention the fact that you can drive from one side of the island to the other. It's 25, about 25 miles wide. So it's not like you're, you know, you would be gone for, you have to go on an overnight trip. Well, it does depend on the traffic. (laughs) It could be longer to go 15 miles. I think people lose sight of the fact, I'm going to tell a story. We wanted to go to Kailua. 
And I said to a lady in Oahu or in Adelani, how far it is to Kailua? And she did this. <gasps> That's on the other side of the island. I said, well, how far is that? And she said, it's 24 miles. And I thought, it's 40 to the mall. So it's it's not a huge place. I think you should kind of make an, a, a list of things you want to see and do. We've been several times, and we still watch stuff on TV and keep a little notebook of places that we want to go, that we learn about. Um Olani is probably the most beautiful resort I've ever seen. Uh, and there's swimming and ocean and there's the, uh, the snorkeling and there are all of the activities around that. And there's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I would sort of make sure that you hit the things that interest you. There's the luau. I would say, you know, make sure you eat a breakfast there, a lunch there, and a dinner there so you're well-versed in what the offerings are. Maybe go to the luau. But there is a lot of Hawaii out there. I mean, you should see downtown Honolulu, and you should see the um, Kailua side. Uh, But it's all very doable. Um, I like Tracy's idea. I am not one of those people who's happy deciding – I'm going to stay at the resort all day. I like knowing that my day is going to be a little mixed up. There are some days where we don't leave the resort. And then there are some days where we get up and we're gone all day and we come back at night and fall asleep. So I think it breaking up your day and going, making sure you get to see some of that's what I'm looking for. Some of the local stuff as opposed to just Olani. It's like going to Walt Disney World. I tell people the same thing. Come to Walt Disney World, but there's a whole lot of stuff outside of it that you might want to see. All right, so let me ask you this question. Let's say someone went to Alani. How many days worth of stuff is there to do at Alani? Putting COVID aside and also taking into account someone who enjoys all of the things that Alani would have to offer. For example, you know, we're not going to go um, sailboarding and all of that stuff. That's just not what we enjoy. But there are people who enjoy that. So, you know, how many days can you stay in Alani and I still have enough stuff to do? Tracy. I think it depends on the person. Some people are perfectly fine being on the beach all day. They're going to do the paddle boarding and all of that. They're maybe going to have spa appointments. I believe there's a lot of people who could spend seven days at Alani and never leave um, and enjoy it from morning to night. Um, I think if you've already been maybe to Hawaii and this is an Alani trip, I think you could do that. Um, but for me, like you guys, there's a lot of things I don't do. I mean, there's a lot of things I enjoy, but I could not sit in one spot for seven days. It's the same reason I don't do all inclusive resorts. It's just not my thing. I need to, I need to get out and explore and do things. Um, I mean, otherwise you're going to miss um, Leonard's Malasadas. Exactly. That's exactly true. And, you know, driving the North shore is one of the most magical things you can do in both directions. Going to Halieva for a shaved ice. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that just become part of the whole experience. Um, The flip side of that, and I'll start with Kevin. So the flip side of that is how much, could you do outside of Alani? You could fill, could you fill seven days of not even going, staying at Alani, like sitting on the beach and stuff? Honolulu has a tremendous amount to do, right? Yeah, I would say there's a tremendous amount to do. I, I mean, there's a lot to see. Tracy's right, driving to uh, the North Shore. The North Shore is, could take up the better part of the day if you're looking to explore. We've done some exploration where we drive up and around uh, Diamond Head and see the other side of that. And we've driven around the island. I have no sense of direction when I'm on Oahu. Like, I don't really know where north and south is. I mean, here I can tell you what's north and what's south. When I'm in Hawaii, I was like, oh, it's over there. (laughs) Um, So I think everything above um, Alani is north. So there are people who are going to write to me, well, that's not true. You're actually traveling east. I'm telling you, I don't know. But I think traveling up and around Diamond Head and seeing the island, that way you get to see the blowhole, which is a natural formation. 
I enjoy doing it. Is there enough to do for seven days? We've gone for three weeks and found enough to do. Yeah. That's a question I get a lot. Aren't you bored? Aren't you, aren't you bored going back to Alani every year, going to Hawaii every year? What else is there to do? You must have done everything. Kevin's right. We're always discovering new things that we could do um, in places where we could visit. There are whole wings of the Alamoana Center that I haven't seen. <laughs> are you sure about that? Where the Dollarama is. <laughs> there are, I mean, you know, there's, there's things we love to do. And we always find something new. We have found restaurants that are way off the beaten track. That we go to this little noodle shop in Kailua that I would never tell anybody else that you should go find this. However, it's one of the places that we love and we go at least once every trip. So yeah, there's, you know, there are things we repeat, but it's like going to Disney World for me. I mean, there are people who come to Disney World and write Juan and Manson every time. I love that. But then I, I would tell it's the same thing about going to Hawaii. There are things I go back to. And there might be a day when you just want to lay on the couch and watch reruns of, you know, Downton Abbey. It's your vacation. So there's, a, there's, there's enough to keep you busy. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for a week's vacation, you're going to leave wanting more. Mm-hmm. Well, that was how we started. I've got seven days. What should I do? Add two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> now, unfortunately, not everybody can do that. That is not in their budget or in their time that they can travel. All right, let's move on to the next question. Now, the next one is a multi-parter. So get out your SAT books and sharpen your number two pencils because we've got some work to do. We've got some figuring to do. I would like to know more about the Dreams Unlimited Travel confirmed DVC reservations. I'm a former DVC member, so I understand the beauty of staying DVC. Uh, I'm positive I'll book a stay Within the next year, I'm most interested. Oh, she can't stay for other. She can't travel with points for other reasons. I'm most interested in knowing about the booking and payment process uh, and help so I can help save and plan. And with that, there's one, two, three, five specific questions that we'll go through. But before we get to that, what I would like to do is I would like to do a quick um, sort of synopsis of what these reservations are. We're getting a lot of questions from clients about these and exactly what are they and what do they mean. Uh, Let's start with really, really basic stuff. And I apologize. I'm not trying to talk down to anybody. I'm just going to explain stuff so that we, everyone's on the same page. DVC is Disney Vacation Club. Um, These are specific resorts and rooms at Walt Disney World that are available to Disney Vacation Club members, folks who purchase a contract with Disney that is a certain number of points, and folks usually book these rooms that way. You can book these rooms through the Walt Disney Travel Company, through a travel agent for what they call cash reservations, but because they are available to the Disney Vacation Club members first, these rooms tend to go very quickly especially the rooms that are in high demand, like the grand villas and the bungalows and things like that. So for these DVC confirmed bookings, Disney Vacation Club confirmed bookings, what happens is a Disney Vacation Club member has already booked this reservation under their membership. And now for whatever reason, they wish to sell that reservation. And what that just means is that instead of them going, they will put someone else's name on it, and that person will go in exchange for a fee. Dreams Unlimited Travel is offering these through the Disney Vacation, the DVC Rental Store. My apologies, DVC Rental Store. That's a company we've partnered with. They have curated these bookings from Disney Vacation Club members. And we are now able to sell that inventory through Dreams Unlimited Travel and offer them to our clients. Um, there's a couple of really good positives to this. Like I said, these rooms can be ten, can tend to be hard to get. So, you know, if you're looking for a certain room or a certain room type, 
excellent way to, to get one is if you find one in one of these confirmed bookings. The other thing too is you're getting um, a significantly reduced price than if you were going to book it quote unquote with cash, meaning you know, reservation through the Walt Disney Travel Company through Dreams Unlimited Travel because the member is looking to get rid of this booking, is looking to, to change this booking to somebody else. And thirdly, there are perks involved in booking a Disney Vacation Club accommodation through a member. Most, speci- most uh, specifically is that parking is free. at the res- Oh, my goodness. So is that you, Tracy? It's not me, but it's my dog. Okay. <laughs> that park is deeper than any of our Somebody dogs. Somebody dared to walk by our street. Right. So our dogs don't sound like that. So again, I apologize if I've kind of over-explained or even oversimplified it, but if we're getting a lot of questions for folks, things like, you know, I have a stay at uh, a Disney Vacation Club resort that I booked with points. I would like Dreams Unlimited Travel to sell that for me. That is not a service we offer. Again, it is through the DVC Rental Store. If you have one of those reservations, you can go to dvcrentalstore.com and work with them on getting it listed on that site and on our site. But again, we have partnered with them to, for these specific reservations. A uh, couple things to keep in mind they cannot be changed meaning that the dates are set, the room is set, the resort is set. You can add time to it through a separate reservation if it's available, but you can't reduce the number of days you're going and you can't ask for a different room. These are pre-booked reservations. So with that in mind. Can I add a couple things? Sure, absolutely. I want, first thing I want to say is we can't make reservations with your DVC points. We're, I'm getting that question a lot. Um, we that still has to be done through member services. Um, we kind of come into the process later, so we can't do anything with your DVC points. Um, we can't book with member services, nothing like that. If you're already a DVC member, then you're doing your own thing with member services. This is not um, this is not for you technically. I mean, if you needed a cash reservation, whatever, that's different. But we can't do anything with your points. The other thing I want to mention is John had mentioned that these can be a significant savings. I'm finding that significant savings are typically over rack rate, which is the full fare rate. Um, with a discounted rate, we've been able to get sometimes close where we're then comparing policy to see which makes the most sense. When it comes to really the biggest savings, it's going to be the reservations that are traveling very soon. Yes. Um, because as you know, the time comes and these reservations get closer, they are looking to move them faster. The DVC rental store is looking to move them faster. So they will reduce the price and reduce the price. So if you can travel quickly, you're flexible, great availability, great pricing for that. The other pluses that I forgot to mention is that um, you're able to book uh, resorts that are not available to the general public right now. Things like the Polynesian. You can only get the Polynesian through a DVC booking. You can't book it just through Disney. Um, so things like that are our perk. All right. So let's get into some specifics, answers to questions about policy. Um, and Tracy, I'm going to let you take the first one. How much is generally required for deposit? And when is the remaining amount due? So we have 25% down and the balance due at 75 days prior. Now, you're, if you're within 75 days, then the entire amount is due upfront. So um, keep in mind, as John had mentioned, these are not, you can't change them. They're preset, the dates and whatnot, but also they're non-refundable. So the DVC rental stores, I think the first to come out with a really great program that offers kind of like a credit, like a future credit, if something happens and you have to cancel, um, but there is not a circumstance where you get money back. So this is where I say, you know, we we compare policies with Disney, which is quite liberal in cancellation and whatnot. So, you know, that's where, you know, that's why I think, especially last minute when it's like, okay, we know we're going, what's available next week kind of thing. Um, But that's the important thing to know. 25% down, 
the balance 75 days prior to your arrival. If you're within 75 days, then it's 100% due at the time of booking. Right. And just to make sure we're, we're using the right terminology for these, if this kind of answers your second question, um, the amount you pay is non-refundable. You cannot get that money back. But the DVC rental store has come up with what they're calling their courtesy cancellation, courtesy cancellation policy. Sorry, courtesy cancellation policy. And basically what it is is a sliding scale, depending on how many days you are from your arrival, they will give you a percentage in the form of a credit towards a future booking with them. It won't be cash back. You won't be getting the cash back. And again, it depends on how close you are to your arrival date that you will get a certain percentage back. We have all that information we can share with you. It doesn't make any sense for us to read it off because it's just, you know, (laughs) Kevin's already bored and we don't want to do that. All right. Uh, The next question in this series of DVC confirmed bookings, what forms of payment do you take? Are credit cards acceptable? Just want to clarify you're not paying Dreams Unlimited Travel. We are paying, you are paying the DVC rental store. So it's not what forms we take, it's what forms they take. Um, basically, they take all major credit cards. However, we want to be, we want to let you know they do not take Disney gift cards. Again, this is not Disney that you're booking with. This is another company. So you would have to use a form of payment that a regular company would take. Obviously, a regular company does not take Disney gift cards. That's something we got quite a bit in the beginning. You know, I've got 10 Disney gift cards. I want to pay for my booking, not these. Anything I left out of that, Tracy? I don't think so. I think that sounds about right. Okay. I presume payment is sent via the application slash form like we did when we used you, Dreams Unlimited Travel, for our cruise. Uh, It was super easy. Okay. It's a little different. Okay, again, you're not paying us. You're paying the DVC rental store. And it's a whole process that we have for these that they've actually set up and that they've, uh, they've done and they've tweaked and adjusted to help us sell their product. Basically, what would happen is when you're at the point that you're ready to pay your reservation, you'll receive a payment form from DVC Rental Store. Secure form, um, easy to fill out, nothing too crazy. And you will fill it out and you will submit it and they will charge your credit card. Not Dreams Unlimited Travel, not Disney. So, yes, it's a very simple process. It's just different. Then if you're used to booking with Dreams Unlimited Travel, which is we have a form on our site for Disney reservations, you fill it out, we process the payment. You're going to be filling out a form yourself. So just a little something to keep in mind that that's part of it. There's going to be other parts to this process. For example, you are going to be signing a contract with them for this reservation. But again, all of that is done through them. And we will hold your hands through the process and make sure you understand what it is you need to do and what it is you're getting involved in. All right. And the final question in this series for Disney Vacation Club confirmed bookings. Once the deposit is made, can I make payments all the way through until it's paid, paid off, or is it generally just deposit and final payment? Interesting enough, we just worked with the DVC rental store and they just implemented a process where, yes, you can make interim payments on your reservation. Um, When we first started, that was not an option, but we talked to them and we said, listen, our clients like to do this. How can we offer this to our clients? And there is a way for you to do it. Again, it is not the same thing as with Dreams. You don't just go to a form and fill it out and do the payment. It has to go through the DVC rental store, but your agent will help you all the way through that process to make sure that your payments are covered. Um, Anything else I've missed? These DVC confirmed reservations, I know are getting a lot of attention from folks, but also generating a lot of questions. Tracy, I know you're doing quite a few of these. Anything we want to make sure people know about them? that we didn't cover in these question and answers. I think the biggest thing is like you said, we're book like this is not we're not booking with dreams, you're not booking with member services or Disney. 
So this is a third party that we've partnered with. Um, so it is a little bit different, but I would say, you know, I've been asked, well, the DVC rental store sells these as well. Why would I book with you? It's the same thing as with Disney world. Um, it's to have the support of an agent. It's to have help along the way. And, you know, you know, we can help with planning and, and different things along the way that are needed. Um, I've been asked, um, when would I do this as opposed to a Disney package or why, um, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think last minute, especially, um, if you're able to go last minute and I'm talking within a week or two, um, if you're a Florida resident who is looking to go last minute, um, I think these are great ways, you know, to get some last minute savings. Cause if a reservation hasn't sold, if a member has this for sale and it hasn't sold as you're getting last minute, they're getting, they could get more discounted. If you have a speci- very specific accommodation that you're looking for, either size, type, resort for very specific dates, then you would want to book those ahead. You wouldn't want to necessarily wait till last minute. Um, I think it comes down to the terms and conditions between the two products, um, between booking a Walt Disney World package, as opposed to a DVC confirmed reservation through the rental store. Um, And as John said, there's benefits, uh, pros and cons to both. And certainly, you know, contact your agent, um, and, you know, to ask those questions and to see what does make most the most sense for you. Um, but I think as far as policies, terms, I think you've got them all. The biggest thing we have to say is non-refundable, non-changeable. If you see something in the inventory that is April 1st to the 5th, that's it. We can't make it April 1st to the 4th. Um, if it's a studio lake view, we can't make it a standard view. It is exactly as it appears in the inventory list. Um, I've also had questions about the rental store who also do DVC rental points. This is also different than that. This is confirmed reservations only. Exactly. 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 So hopefully you're interested. We'll put a link in the show notes to the page that lists all of the DVC confirmed bookings and you can get more information on that. All right. Our next question. Will Dreams Unlimited Travel be organizing a group meet or cruise event for later this year? <sighs> I submitted this question. This is my question. <laughs> I to tell you right now, for 2021, the answer is no. And the answer is no for several reasons. First of all, we don't even know what's going to happen with cruises. We are fingers crossed, toes crossed, that hopefully we'll see some sailing soon. There's rumblings out there of certain uh, cruise lines starting to gear up and what they're doing. But, you know, um, just don't know. So it doesn't make any sense for us now to contract with a cruise line to get a group and to get multiple staterooms because we don't even know how many staterooms we can get. So no cruise and no event this year only because we have partnered with Give Kids the World and Give Kids the World is doing the Diz family, family reunion. It was supposed to be in March of 2021, but um, they have decided to move it for safety reasons and because of unknowns out there with COVID and how Disney will be handling their events. So they've moved it to September of 2021. If you've already booked the Diz Family Reunion, you should receive an email from Stephen Amos at Give Kids the World about either getting a full refund for the money you paid or moving into a new booking. Dreams Unlimited Travel did hold room blocks for the March event. We're in the process now of sort of dismantling that room block. Um, and you, if you have booked and you want to cancel, you will need to call them and book and cancel yourself. You'll need to call them yourself and cancel. You say that right? Um, because what we've done is instead of just canceling the group, because there's some good pricing out there, if people still wanted to travel, they could keep their reservation and still keep that pricing. So instead of just saying, listen, we're going to cancel that group and move on and cancel everybody's reservation, we're letting people do it on a one-to-one basis. When we are ready to commit, <coughs> excuse me, we will also put together a room block for the September dates for the Diz family reunion. But again, no separate special event from Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let's all hope and pray that maybe we can do something in 2021 when things get much, much better. 
I think that's going to be our best bet. 2022. 2022. 2022. Anybody want to add anything to that? No. Hopefully, I think, you know, 2022 will have, like, the biggest, like, blowout party ever just because we can all get together and hug again. And Yeah. <laughs> Everybody hug Tracy. Yeah. No, I meant John. John is the one who likes the warm, fuzzy hugs. Your crisis counseling is over by 2022, right? <laughs> I'm going to call up the Everybody Hug Tracy event. Yeah. Yeah. Mine starts here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're, we, we love to do an event every year. We love to do either a cruise or a, or a event at the parks. It's just, we miss you all. Yeah. Love to do it. And we're going to do them again. Just give us some time to get stuff back to normal. All right. And our final question that we're going to be doing this week is you're also well-traveled. I'm assuming that you must have picked up some really handy, gadgets, and tools along the way. Please share with us some of your favorites. Who wants to go first? Who's got a handy tool that they want to talk about? Kevin's a handy tool. You go, Kevin. <laughs> you go. I'm going to say the same <laughs> I got you first. <laughs> there, are, there are things that I travel with to make myself more comfortable. Um, I was just recently shown the the smartness of bringing a handheld fan talking a small fan that folds up i realize it's a little odd but there are places where that fan comes in very handy the other thing i do is uh i travel with somebody who likes his hotel room very very cold and if Ooh. i who you've been traveling with (laughs) i'm not sharing names um i can't sleep when it's very very cold so i bring a small throw blanket with me i usually find the ones in hotels not to my liking or i don't feel safe doing that um i get cold on an airplane so i travel with i bought a cashmere scarf off amazon for a fairly decent price for a cashmere scarf. But I find that I can wrap it around me. I can cover it up with me. Um, I've even been known to cover my eyes with it to make it darker in the plane. I've used it as a pillow. So I travel with things like that. And I never go any place without a flashlight. Uh, It's come in handy at times. Something else I would tell you. I don't do it on a cruise ship, but when we stay in a hotel, I keep, usually keep, our important stuff in one of the bags that I could grab on the way out the door. I just, I, and I, I have an experience where that happened. We were in a hotel. We were traveling from New Jersey to Florida with John's dad and we were staying in uh, a hotel somewhere along 95 and in the middle of the night, the siren, the alarm went off and everybody had to evacuate the hotel. Now I don't want to leave my valuables in there. I don't want to leave our travel documents in there. I don't want to leave our money in there. So all of that stuff was in a a bag uh, that's not as obvious and I could grab that on the way out the door. That's some, that's another trick I've learned. And that's pretty much why I learned it. So just so you can always have your stuff with you. As far as gadgets, I couldn't go anywhere without my um, iPad, my iPad mini. It is, it's everything. I think it's between that and my phone, it's the appliances, things I use the most every day. So As someone who has eye issues, I can make the font bigger so I can read. It's got music. It's got movies. It is my travel entertainment center. Excellent. Tracy, what about you? I don't know that I have what I would call gadgets, but I have things that um, 
or of convenient, make things more convenient for me. So, you know, we make sure that we have our phone chargers or we bought longer ones to travel with in case, you know, where the, where the plug is, isn't convenient to where I want it to be. Um, we travel with our fire stick, usually our Amazon fire stick. Um, you know, every once in a while, if you're not getting good TV, you can hook that up and watch something on it along the same. I, if, and this is not, if I'm going overnight somewhere, but you know, if I'm going for an extended period of time, I also bring an HDMI cable. I can hook that up to my laptop and the TV and watch Netflix and you know, whatever I can stream on my, on my computer. I picked up something for Chris for Christmas. It's a two in one charger and it charges his phone and his watch at the same time. So with just one USB on the other end, he can, he can plug both or he can charge both devices. Um, again, I travel with a fan as well. I got that from Kevin. Um, it's just a small one. It's amazing what you, you know, what, when that comes in handy. Um, what else? I always have a document organizer that has everything from that trip in one spot. And even though I know confirmations are online and they're in my emails, they're so comfort to me having a printed copy of my confirmations or of my boarding pass. So I usually keep that in one spot, you know, with our, with our passports and whatnot. Uh, what else? I travel with, I have these two, I call them almost pencil cases or pencil case shaped sizes. And one of them is in my checked luggage and it has over-the-counter meds, band-aids. I usually have a small pair of scissors in there. Um, just things that I may need that would be inconvenient if I had to buy them, especially if you want specific, if you have your own specific brands for over-the-counter medication, for example. Um, and I have another one that I use um, that's a clear pencil case uh, that just gets tossed in my purse or my carry-on bag for when I'm on the plane. And in that I'll have, you know, my headphones. Um, I have pens and a notepad in there just in case. Um, I'm just trying to think what else is in there. Sanitizer, hand wipes. I have a little bottle in there that I have um, just kind of loose over-the-counter meds, you know, maybe a few Tylenol and, you know, maybe some gravel, which is like an anti-nauseant. So just little things like that. So I think I'm more, less about gadgets, but more about, convenience. I want to make sure, you know, Kevin talks about his comfort items. I have a scarf too that I find has multiple uses on a plane. Um, I, everywhere I go, I travel with my slippers. So even if I'm on a little bit of a longer flight, like with my carry on and I switch over from my shoes to my slippers on the plane, just a little thing, but so, yeah, I think that's, you were probably, there's probably 10,000 other things I'm not thinking of, but that's probably, those are my standards that go with me every time. You were talking about a, um, an organizer. I always travel with a pouch, like a zippered pouch. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, when you come home and you're um, from vacation, your suitcase has, mine usually has an inordinate amount of receipts, papers, labels, um, things I've written down, names of places I want to revisit, and they're all tucked in pockets or under something in a suitcase. So now with a zippered pouch, I stuff everything in there. Yeah. And when you come home, you have all of that paper in one spot, and you can go through it. Um, keep your luggage a little handier. Another thing I would tell you is everybody in the world has told you this. Uh, bring a couple of plastic bags with you in, in a couple of different sizes because you might find out that you want to sit by the pool and now you either have a damp bathing suit or wet shoes or something. Having a plastic bag, just a Ziploc bag to stick stuff in. I mean, I have a piece of luggage right now that it has one actually built in that you can, it, it, there's a little spot for it. They're really useful. Um, what else do we bring, John? Oh, we like sweet and low, the little pink, the little pink packets, and not everyone has those. Not everyone has sweet and low, so we carry a bag of sweet and low with us. Um, I think for me, the gadget depends on what the vacation is. So I sometimes I'll tra- actually travel with our Apple TV, or I'll bring a separate Apple TV. However, I find that a lot at Alani, they're hard to connect to their Wi-Fi 
because of the whole not needing a password issue. Mm-hmm. The Apple TV doesn't like it. So like Tracy, I bring an HDMI cable because the TVs at Alani have really easy plug-in HDMI ports so you can stream all the stuff from your computer to the television. Um, Kevin mentioned his eye issues. Kevin, when we go to a different resort or, or stay in a different room, he it can't be dark at night because he's uh, not used to the layout of the room, but also his eyes don't dilate the right way. So we always have a light of some sort that helps him out. But you just bought a really great light. Do you know what it's called, Kevin? That sort of, it's a circular light with that handle. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. It's something I found on Instagram. And it's a round light, has three different light settings, that, and then it's got this sort of bent wood handle on it. So you can hang it from something. Um, I'm going to keep talking because John's going to go get it. So I have to wait for him to come back. But it's about probably a six-inch light. And it has a bent wood handle, so it can hang from something. It can be set up as a tabletop lamp. It also, you know, you can bend it and sort of shine it anywhere you want. It wasn't expensive. I apologize. I wish I knew the name of it. Are you coming with it? Careful, don't trip over that. Now you're going to get to see if I described it accurately. And it has this sort of thing. So you can set it up and shine it up on the wall. Or you can make a table lamp out of it. And it's surprisingly bright. It has three settings. And it's all rechargeable. And I bought it, I'm going to guess in October. And I have not recharged it once. Um, It will travel with me everywhere. The other nice thing about it is I can turn it on. It doesn't light up the whole room, and I can shine it away from where John's sleeping. Just so you know, I have weird problems with my eyes. If I, My eyes are fine in the dark. I can't see very well, but they're fine. But if you turn on a bright light, my eyes don't dilate or undilate fast enough. I have a very hard time going from a bright sunny day in the Magic Kingdom into the Haunted Mansion because I can't see anything. So this will be something that travels with me all the time. And it was just something I found on Instagram. I don't, I wish I knew what the name of it was. I didn't think I was going to be talking about it. That's um, really cool. Yeah, it's a great- I always leave a light on in the bathroom so I can find my way in the middle of the night. Well, one of the problems I have is when he does that, it disturbs my sleep. Right. So this wouldn't do that. Yeah. I want to go back and talk about something you talked about. A lot of times there's not enough places to plug in to charge stuff. There's not enough either USB ports or there's not enough outlets. Um, You can charge stuff off the back of your television. Most televisions now have USB ports. You can plug your phone in there and charge it through the TV. Just one more thing I want to mention is that um, we you know that Kevin travels with a scooter. So if we're going someplace um, where we're going to have a car, Alani is a good example. We always rent a car at Alani. Or if we're you know, going someplace where we're staying at a resort and we have a car, we have a converter for the car that plugs into the cigarette plug. I don't even know what they're called anymore. And then you can plug other things into it to charge them up. And what's really nice about that is it's got two regular plugs. So we could plug the scooter into one and something else into the other one if we wanted to. But it also has USB chargers in it. So if you happen to get a rental car that doesn't have a lot of USB chargers, you can use that as well. Um, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of it depends on where we're going and what my needs are. I wouldn't bring that on a cruise just not something I would need on a cruise. The light is something we would bring anywhere. Um, and then the only other thing I could think is, you know, um, is for the plane. And for the plane, it's my iPad. It's my, actually my iPad mini is a good source of entertainment for the plane. So, again, think about where you're going. Think about what you like to do. Um, I, I think that just part of the, the fact that we like to relax in our room that is the reason why I like to bring things where we can watch a movie 
or something like that in our room or, or some other content that we like to watch. But also, you know, if we're traveling and there's a television show that we want to stay up on, the biggest one is RuPaul's Drag Race. We have to be current on Drag Race or else people post things on the internet. We don't want to be spoiled. So what we'll do is we'll make sure we get something where we can, because you don't know what channels you're going to get and you never know what shows you're going to get when you stay in a hotel. So at least this way it allows you to get it. I remember one night being in Rome and not being ready for bed at nine o'clock. And the only thing we could find on TV was um, deal or no deal from Germany. And the only words we understood were deal or no deal. So we've been known to back up some stuff that we want to watch when we're traveling internationally. And we're not above watching it on uh, a computer. So you do what you can to make yourself as comfortable as possible. Tracy talked about her medications or over-the-counter medications. People become not addicted. That's the wrong word. People become used to um, certain types of medication. We have a friend who lives in Australia and can't get, I believe it's Advil. So when he comes to the United States, he goes home with a bunch of Advil. For a long time, one of our favorite products was, it's called Voltaren. V-O-L-T-A-R-E-N. And if you have muscle aches, this is the product. And it was a prescription here in the United States, and it was ridiculously expensive. But we went on a cruise that went through Canada. I think you were you with us, Tracy, when we went marauding yes. the supermarket and just took everything and like pulled it off the shelf. Um, it's now available in the US. So if you have muscle aches, this is not a, a commercial, it's the best product out there. But those were things that we used to I used to joke that my suitcase was the souvenirs were big tubes of Voltaren. You know, there's a commercial for, for Voltaren where Paul Abdul dances. Do you want to dance a little bit? Do I? Yeah. Do you want to dance? Do a little two-step? Let's do that after the show. All right. And that's an excellent place to stop our show. Thank you, guys, <laughs> for helping me with those questions before Kevin danced. <laughs> I don't have enough Voltaren. Thank you guys for helping me with those questions. I appreciate it. Thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation. 